We want to welcome our online guest today. We want you to get your Bible. Yay, yeah, there you go. We're glad you're with us. West Houston Christian Center is a, uh, our, our motto is we want to be prepared, prosperous, and participating in the return of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what we talk about in our membership class and that we want to be prepared, prosperous, and participating. So I believe today we have a uh, good word from the Lord. We have a, a, a word that's going to help us be prepared, prosperous, and participating. Amen. It's not, it's, it's not something you hear much about, what we're going to talk about today. But um, the more I get into it, the more, I mean, it's so big. It just keeps growing, you know. So we don't have time for it to, all of it to be, but we will look at a little bit of it today. And it's about the Sabbath rest. You know, we're in a war zone and soldiers that are in war zones, and we are soldiers for the Lord, amen? And soldiers that are in war zones, they need a little R&R. They need to know where they can go and rest. They need to get rejuvenated and recalculated and recalibrated and all that kind of stuff. And, and God has built that in to the system. He's built that in to the kingdom principles. In fact, it's one of the Ten Commandments. And I know we've, uh, we've uh, been famous for saying, you know, I'm re I don't have to follow the law. I'm redeemed from the law. But, folks, the law is who God is. The Ten Commandments, that's who he is. Now, we don't have to keep them in our own strength, but it's who he is. And so it's, there, it's, it's like saying in this building, we no longer need the foundation anymore. We've been there, done that. We don't need the foundation anymore because we've got the building up. Well, you can't get rid of the foundation. It is the foundation. Now, we don't have to carry it, like I said, in our own strength, but we, we, do, need to keep the, we do need to keep the law because that's who he is. And he's, gonna, he's gotten on the inside of us to guide us and strengthen us into that direction because that's where life is. Uh, I think about it sometimes. I think, Lord, how do you handle this situation? Because you've been around a long time. I've just been around a short time even though in the years it seems long, but I've only been here a short time in relation to eternity. And how do you deal with the people being so evil? Or how do you deal with when people reject you? Or how do you deal with these things that are part of life? And he's always got good answers and they're in his book. He gives it to us in his book. So first of all, I want you to know that, that um, and I, I, I did a sermon a couple of week, months ago, on where Satan is robbing us, one of the ways he's, he comes to, Jesus said in the New Testament, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. A lot of times we rattle that off and say, kill, steal, and destroy, but that's not right. It's steal, kill, and destroy. He's got to steal the word from us first. Then he can kill and destroy. Once we get rid of the word, he's got us. But he can't, he can't, he can't get past the word. He can't get past the blood. He can't get past the name of Jesus if we, if we know how to use our equipment right. But um, he, one thing he's stealing from us is honoring headship. And that's what we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Honoring headship. He's stealing from us uh, just the headship, the, the head of the household, the head of the government, the head of everything. He's causing us to turn it's like the body turning against its own head and it's everything's out of order. And when things are out of order, the glory of the Lord cannot rest there. So our job as 
soldiers in the armies of God is to come into a situation and put things in order so the presence of God can come and resurrection power can flow. And then the, the dead rise up and the sick are healed and things happen. But it happens because we've come in and put things in order. And uh, this time we're going to talk about the Sabbath rest because that's something that needs to come back into order. Robin and I were talking about how um, earlier, it, when we were younger, and of course I'm old, I could be her mother, so <laughs> it was longer than that. Back in the 50s or so, uh, we had in, in the culture, in the society, things called blue laws. Does anybody remember blue laws? You younger people don't even <clears throat> probably know what that is, but there were blue laws and on Sundays, businesses were not allowed to open. It was a commanded Sabbath rest. And so uh, now the world is 24 seven. And that gives lots of leeway for the devil because Satan, it says in, I, in Isaiah and Ezekiel, that he fell through his much merchandising. So when we get to running fast and wheeling and dealing and we get out ahead of ourselves and ahead of God, that's much merchandising. And so God calls us to a, to a rest and he get th these things that, that he gives us like this, they're gifts from the Lord. We don't always see them as gifts. You know, he, we don't always see them as gifts, but they are a gift from God and he gives it to us. And he even puts it in a command form to emphasize how important it is. Now in the 10 commandments, the first one is to honor God. Uh, you have no other gods before me, right? This is in um, Exodus chapter 20, verse uh, eight through whatever. No other gods before me, no graven images. Don't take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Now, I, I, when I preached, uh, I studied that one time, I was given that as an assignment in a Bible school that I was in. And I thought, well, taking the name of the Lord in vain just means don't cuss. That's what I thought. Just don't use his name in vain. But no, it has to do with all of the names of God that we have on this little card. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord provides. Don't take that in vain. Let him be your provider. We have to allow these things. It's just like headship and honoring headship. We have to allow someone to lead us. But we live in such a society that is so um, independent and opinionated and Let's not let the world get in us there. And, and listen, this is a work of faith. That's why we're studying faith. You don't do this just because you feel like it. You do this because you determine. When Jesus went to Jerusalem before the crucifixion, it says he set his face like flint toward Jerusalem. You know why? Because he knew it was going to be bad. He knew what was coming. But he set his jaw and he said, we're going through this. And sometimes we have to set our jaw. It's kind of like shifting into second and make it up that hill. You're going to have to say, no, the Bible says I am patient and kind, not jealous, arrogant, or boastful. Talk to yourself. You have to talk to yourself. The first place that our authority needs to be exercised is on ourselves, you know, about ourselves. Mary Jean, you are patient and kind. You're not jealous, arrogant, or boastful. You don't act unbecomingly. Settle down, girl, just settle down. And we have to watch over ourselves like that. But the Sabbath, it, the, the next commandment was on four, that we were to honor the Sabbath. I'll just read it to you real quickly. 
Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou, nor thy son, nor daughter, nor my maidservant, manservant, cattle, stranger, that is within the gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So there is a blessing on, in that rested place. There is a holiness in that rested place. And God is calling us into that rested place. Though you walk in the midst of trouble, he says, I will revive you. I will keep you alive. You're in the midst of a war zone. We live in a war zone. The war is going on in the planet Earth. Heaven and hell are fighting over it. And we're the, the what do you call it? Well, we're the boots on the ground. When you're praying, those are the, the air, the air command. And when you're walking it out, your boots on the ground, but we're to bring the kingdom into earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I need to know what that is. And I need to tend to myself and, and uh, keep myself prepared. Let's look at Genesis. This is a joke for me. Genesis chapter one. I, I never speak but that we've come out of Genesis somewhere. I'm not going to go to one. I'm graduated. I'm graduated. I'm going to Genesis chapter two, one. <laughs> okay. It says, now notice that God was, um, I'm watching all this stuff on the ground here. Throughout the whole chapter one, God, Elohim, and he is the God of strict justice. That he is, his attribute is of justice as ruler, lawgiver, and judge of the world. He's the one that created all through chapter one by saying he's the, the attribute of justice, ruler, lawgiver, and the judge of the world. He's the strict side of God. He's the, I would say, the male side of God, if you will. And, and he, uh, his name is exclusively indicates that justice is the ideal state of the world. And then he adds mercy to it in chapter two. So um, he created everything out of that strict justice side. Then in Genesis 2, 1, it says, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. And then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. The, the reason I've got into the Sabbath rest is because of healing school. That's where your healing is going to take place too, is in that, in that place of rest. And really it says that faith is not even finished. The creation was not even finished until God rested from his work. So when faith has all these attributes to it, but ultimately faith rest. And a lot of times I think we miss the answer to our prayer because we don't enter into that rest. Right. You know, it's, it's um, uh, we've done all the other stuff and then we go back and do it some more and then we go back and do it some more, but we never get the real revelation so that we can rest. We just need to rest it then. And faith should come to that place of rest. When you get a revelation that Jesus said, 
whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. When that really goes off inside of you, you will rest if you've asked for something. You will rest and believe him now. You can enter into that place of faith. But when he, uh, on the seventh day, he ended, he said everything was finished and he ended his work, which he had done. He rested on the seventh day from his work. The word for work there is occupation, business, uh, deputyship. He dispatched as a deputy, a messenger. Well, what had God dispatched through Genesis chapter one as the messenger? God said, and then he saw. God said, what did he say? He said his word. He spoke a word and he's spoken a word. So he's, he's our picture of what we're, our pattern. And he, uh, he's dispatched his word as a messenger to go out and say, light be, and light was. Trees grow, plants be, separate light from darkness. He, he established his word out there. And then he drew back and he sanctified the seventh day. And he said, it's a, it's a holy day. He said, uh, he blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Sanctified means to be separated out. And so this is a sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit in us. And I'll tell you, he's going to be working in us to get us ready to go. And actually the work he's doing in us is a manifestation to the people of the world that God really is a God. It really is. There really is a God. When you can stay calm and peaceful and collected and walk right on through the trouble, you can walk in the midst of trouble and you stay revived and kept alive and your faith stays strong. That's a powerful statement to a lost and dying world. And it's, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me go back here. I don't want to tell it to you too soon. <laughs> then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it, he, in it, not on it, in it. That's another thing is I believe this is a picture of Christ. When we're in Christ, we're in that Sabbath rest. But walking in Christ is what we want to maintain. And let me just say, uh, it's, it's more than honoring just a day. And it's more than just your inner peace. It's really a combination of the two. Um, like uh, uh, my son and I were talking about how the world we live in is 24-7 and so many people work shift work and they don't have like Sundays off and there's no blue laws around to help you with this. So you just have to work this out with the Holy Spirit in your life and find a time that you can set aside even two hours, even an hour, sometimes even 15 minutes. I remember uh, years ago, I was working in an, uh, an oil company office while Pastor Jack went on staff at Bracewood in a and I had taken my lunch that day and um, all the guys were out and I was, I was hungry and ready to eat. And I sat down at the desk and I unwrapped my sandwich and I was just, and the phone rings and it was one of the guys that was in the office. It was his wife and her grandmother was really, really sick and she was all nervous and upset. And I said, well, I'll, I'll pray for her. And, and she said, thank you so much. And so when I hung up, it's like the Lord said, I want you to fast your lunch. I, said, I was right there. No, I was right there. I'm thinking for the rest of the day, you know, I have to fast over the, but I said, okay, Lord, I'm gonna, I certainly wouldn't want something bad to happen because I was too hungry to deal with it. 
And so I just pushed it aside and I prayed for her for a little while. And he says, okay, you can eat now. Oh, I thought this went on for like a long time. I thought we had to fast 40 days or 21 days or something like that. No, not always. I remember Vincent said not too long ago, sometimes it's just a few minutes of prayer. But to really get a good rest, you really need to take as much time as you can. Now, I get caught up in the time, and uh, my mother said one time, she said, when I get to spending time with the Lord, I just turn into a noodle. And I said, that's what happens to me. I just, I just lose all discipline and track of time. I just want to float around somewhere. So I'm not, we have to find the balance of what works for you. Some people do better at night. Others do better in the morning. There's not a big law about this. It's just to know that to honor that Sabbath time with God is sanctifying and holy and healing. And we live in a, uh, uh, the earth where uh, actually uh, one of the books we're looking at in um, healing class is called A More Excellent Way. And they, they have discovered that so many of the physical ailments have spiritual roots to them. And so that when you sit and have that Sabbath rest, whatever things that you don't even know that are bothering you. My husband has been laughing at me because the other night in my sleep, I was preaching. And I thought I was sleeping comfortably. I was just so comfortable, but I have been known to say, in the name of Jesus, in my sleep, and not even know that I was there. So there can be things in your subconscious that we're not aware of is the point being so. So um, the, the word for work is to dispatch as a messenger. So now notice this, God's showing us a pattern. He's dispatched his word. And we're told in Hebrews that six days you labor, the seventh day you rest. And that we labor to enter into that rest. Well, what, what labor do I need to do? Uh, the labor I need to do is to meditate on the word of God. Is to write down and say, Lord, this is my problem. I'm asking you to show me the answer and start seeking his face about it. Tell me about, tell me about, I'm asking him myself about the Sabbath. What does it mean to you, Lord? I hadn't thought much about it. We just kind of just dismiss it to the old Testament and that's, but no, it's an important aspect of our relationship with God. And so I would encourage you to be asking him. That's our part of laboring to enter in to that rest. And he's called us to have a relationship with him and to live life with him. So we need to understand how, what that means, right? So, um, and it, when you consider that he dispatched as a messenger, that was his occupation. That was his ministry, was putting out the word of God. Speaking the word. Speaking the word. I've been speaking the word over all of our politicians Speaking the word, pleading the blood. Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. Lord, I thank you for the blood of Jesus. It's over all of our politicians. And I bind the works of darkness from coming through them in Jesus' name. And I plead the blood and pray the mercies of God upon them in Jesus' name. And then they'll come on the thing. I just turn the knob down so I can't hear them. And say, in the name of Jesus, Father, thank you for shedding your, blood, your love across their hearts in Jesus' name. Strengthening their hearts to know you, calling them, you know, let your grace abound to them so they can come into the knowledge of the truth. I start speaking life over them. Amen. We're soldiers in the kingdom, right? And we're supposed to be bringing heaven to earth. Wow. Wow.